What's going on, everyone? This is Devin, and we're back with another sports talk. Um, just getting me tonight. Like, frankly, guys can't make it in, so you're gonna hear a conversation about sports, but just myself and kind of what's going on around the world in sports. It's uh, you know, I'll probably try to create some. See, I bug in here. Here, try to create some little pictures and stuff to throw in the video, so that way you're not just staring at me the whole time and and stuff like that. Um. We'll jump in with NFL first. There's kind of that's where we normally always start. So, so kind of a couple of things that's gone on is Brady just came out and like I guess there was just still the whole oh oh was there issues between him and Aaron's? Is that why Aaron's retired after you know Brady came back and all that good stuff? So, oh well, Brady kind of said no. That's not. I mean, he did say he did try to talk to Dolphins about going there, there, but. He didn't really have issues. He said it was all the stuff that happened with him was just, you know, it's easy when you're 25, he says, you know, to know that you're just going to continue to play football. But when you're in your 40s, it's not so easy. So, but that's kind of what he was saying. It wasn't anything to do with the coaching and he didn't really have any major squabble with the coach. So that was kind of one thing that kind of came out. Uh, Mac Jones, you know, is he the real deal in leading the Patriots this year? A lot of people have doubts. You know, they kind of felt like, you know, they were running this offense last year around him and, you know, trying to make it as easy as possible, not let him throw in a bunch. And, you know, heck, they beat the Bills with, what, one or two passes or something is all he threw, I think, in that game. And, and so, you know, it's like, okay, can he make that step this year going into the season? Uh, they say that. You know, reports are coming in that, that he's doing a lot. You know, he's trying to take control of this offseason coming into year two, and he really wants to step up this year. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. One of uh, Lions' draft picks, since we're Michigan here, uh, Lions don't expect Williams to be ready for camp. Yep, that kind of sucks, but actually at the same time, I would rather have with his speed and stuff him be 100% before coming out and then re-injuring it or something. So... I'm kind of happy that, you know, that they're being smart about him and you get to try to get him fully healthy before coming back heck, versus just making him come to camp and learn everything first year and stuff like that. So I think it's a good thing in the long run. I'm excited to see how he does. I'll definitely need to be ordering uh, one of his jerseys to put up here in the studio. So what else do we got going? Cup says... Deals show players can trust Rams. That must be from Cooper Cup. Let's see. I'll see if I can play it. Ah, that's probably going to be an ad. Let's see if there's another. Hang on. Yeah, give it a minute. There's an ad, and then we'll see what Cooper Cup said. I'm um, getting this from ESPN, so hopefully I don't get flagged when I put this up, up for what he says, but... I don't know. I think I could see Rams being another big deal this year. With our organization and uh, the people that um, and the coaching staff up through the front office, um, and like I've touched on, this is uh, an organization that I want to be a part of for a long time. But to have those people, the people I have a lot of respect for, um, be able to you know, show me that uh, you know that they want me to be here and that this was a priority for them. That's a it, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that, and um, you know I don't take that lightly. So. Um, Cooper Cup, uh, he's the highest paid receiver in the NFL on Wednesday. That was coming after um, 
they reworked Aaron Donald's contract on Monday to be able to kind of work that in. So, oh, I don't know. I see big, big things still from the Rams. I think they have a potential to be strong again. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Oh, uh, Watson. I doubt to see him play. And that's really all I got for NFL that are big things. Oh, Peyton Manning. The one other thing was kind of not really player related in Pacific. Pacific? I can't talk. But Broncos with the new owners that are buying them are wanting Peyton Manning to kind of be in like a like ownership. Not really ownership. It's like what? They want them to have ownership stake, but an advisory role on like how to, how to make the team, you know, good again, basically. Since and since he left, it has been that great. So it'd be interesting to see if he, you know, agrees to that. Um, you know, the it was the Walton Penner, I think is how you say, family ownership group that is buying it for four point six five billion. So it'll be interesting to see if. You know, Peyton does take that role. Well, and you know, by sounds of it, it's not really like a like a salary position or anything like that. It's just basically, hey, we're gonna give you some ownership, and you come be uh, an advisor to help us get this team going back in the right direction. So, be interesting to see if he accepts something like that. I know, like him and his brother was doing the little uh, Friday or Monday nights watching. So, see if he can kind of do multiple things, or does he step back? So. That'll be interesting to see what all happens with that. And we'll jump over. That's all I got for football. So, well, that's baseball talk. We'll jump to since I just hit that button. Uh, MLB, hey, Yankees are still dominating. I think for the most part. I mean, there's a few teams that are up there. The Tigers, they're still struggling. I mean, they're second to last. I mean. Kansas City Royals, I think, are the only ones behind us. We're getting closer to that 500 mark that a lot of us had talked early in the season with them. So um, that's kind of where I'm hoping for All-Star break, for them to be at 500. You know, the last 10 games, they're 6-4, and four, so they actually have a winning record for the last two. Last two wins were the last two games. Uh, against Pirates, they had a three-game losing streak, though, against Yankees, which doesn't surprise me. There's nine games back total in the conference or in the division. They're getting killed away. They're split. They're 500 for home games. They're eight and 18 for away games. You know they they just still are, are you know the run differential. They're they're you know it's not like they're giving up a ton of runs. You know it's 218, but they're only putting up 158. They got to be like last in. Yeah, they're last, dead last for, you know, run scored. Or it's only 158, 8 to 218. So considering that, I actually see this record being pretty good for that. So they're at a 60-run differential. I mean, but when you put up have games like the first game in the series with the Yankees, it was 13-0. So when you give up runs like that, it's kind of excuse this a little bit. But, you know, for where we stand and what our record is, we're doing all right. I mean, pretty much every other team that has a higher one than us is either bottom of their conference. The only one that's even has a bigger one, 
sitting just a little bit better than us is the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're at a 79-run differential. But again, I think that gets skewed a little bit too with, you know, how many runs are you giving up, you know, in one single game where it just skews. Because it seems like Lions will, in a three-game series, two be really close, and then it's a third one that they just get blown out in. So I can – they're not Lions, Tigers. So I guess that's where I can see that run differential come in. Kind of keeping on with the Tigers team, White Caps. They are, uh, they moved up a couple spots in the division. I can't remember. I don't have my paper with me that I wrote down on what their actual uh, scores or standings are. I want to say they're like third from the bottom in their division, and they're they're right close to five hundred as well. So, I really wish I would have brought my paper home. Yeah, let's see if I can pull them up quick and we'll take a look. We'll go stats for the team and go standings. So, they're sitting at 24 wins, 28 losses. They're 12 and a half games behind. Um, Dayton's... Dayton, Cincinnati, I think that is, is in first. Playing against Great Lakes right now, actually. West Michigan's playing Lansing, which Lansing's the worst team, so hopefully we can get some wins out of this. Right now, we all, we won our last game. We're 5-5 five and five for the last 10. I Really, I don't see... I mean, I see us as second place. You know, I, we need to jump these two, Lake County and Great Lakes, for... Or white caps. So. We'll jump back over to MLB. Yeah, so Yankees, Minnesota Twins, Houston Astros, New York Mets, uh, Brewers, Dodgers, Padres are looking good. Really, most of the West is actually looking, uh, National League West is looking strong. Then let's see what other strong ones. Braves are fairly solid. I mean, even the American League East with the Yankees, they're sitting at a 40 and 16. So that's 0.714. Rays are over 500. Toronto, Blue Jays are over 500. So that's, yeah, and Boston Red Sox are over 500. So that's a really strong one there. Ten and a half games separate everyone, pretty much everyone, except Oilers are kind of out of that. So, but yeah, still, I'd say one of the stronger ones looking at conference altogether is the, they have from top three of the West, National League West is within five and a half games. And with baseball, it seems they can flip quickly. So definitely be waiting for kind of that all-star break. You know, we got NBA Finals, and that's kind of what I'm going to jump to here next. So uh, first off, Draymond Green, you suck. I think you had like two effing points yesterday. I have Golden State to win. Steph can't do it on his own, though. Oh, and if you don't get one of your key players like Draymond Green to even show up, he didn't show up in the first game, and he didn't show up in game three, obviously. 
he even said it himself. He played like shit. So it's like, dude, do you, you're going to cost them the championship. And I think it was who was ranting on ESPN. Um, Stephen A. It was saying that, you know, Draymond Green cost Warriors their first their championship a couple years ago with taking on too many technicals and getting kicked out for a game. So otherwise they would have probably won in them five. So I hope he, I don't know, I'd, re- I'd almost rather him take the risk now, get the technicals, be aggressive and play versus doing what he's been doing, just not showing up at all. I, d- I don't know if that's his theory. He's like, hey, I don't want to be too much. Otherwise, his butt. I don't know. They they've been letting him get away with a lot. You know, he he didn't play great last night, but um, what else is I going with that? But at the same time, it's like you know, you got to do something. So here, I'll see if I can play this rant from Stephanie. Probably gonna be commercial on this too. So, but yeah, he he goes into Draymond Green pretty good on this. So. It'll be interesting to see see what happens in the next few. They play again tomorrow at Boston. They really need to come out of this tied 2-2, go back to Warriors, and try to get it locked up. Because I don't like if it's going. If Boston pulls this win off, I don't like Golden State's chances. I think it swings heavily into. What the hell was that, Draymond? There it is. We got to stop this nonsense right now. This is a motivational speech. This is not criticizing LeBron. This is not criticizing Draymond Green. This is motivation, my brother. Two points. Two damn points. All of that talking, two points. I got no problems with your podcast, my brother. I support it. Okay, I love listening to you. I hope you keep doing it. But guess what? That ain't the priority right now. Two damn points. Against the Boston Celtics. That's two games, Dre. So he just goes into it about, you know, oh, kind of some of the stats I was saying. And and then, yeah, so last game he had two points, four rebounds, three assists. They lost uh, 116 to 100. So it'll be interesting to see how these next game really, like I said, I don't see Warriors winning three in a row. So if they lose this next one, I take Celtics all the way in this, but I'm still pulling for er, Warriors, and also that's where my money's at. So hopefully they can do something. Hopefully Steph can keep playing pretty good like he's been. I mean, I've been impressed with how he's played, but also I'm a Steph fan, so I may be biased on that aspect, but I just think he's he's so strong. He's like basically on another level in this postseason. So, I mean, he's taken a couple games where it felt like he can't take off. I know there was another thing about um, when they were over there today, I think they had some refs measure the um, hoops, and those were a couple inches off, so they had to get those adjusted. But that was kind of, I think, before the game or right when the game was going to start. So there's kind of that aspect, but I didn't really think too much of it. I know it came as an alert on my phone from ESPN, so uh, I don't. I mean, yes, it probably if you're warmed up on those hoops and stuff like that, it might throw you off a little bit to start the game. But I think right around halftime, it was pretty much even between the two teams. But remember the score, I think it was like 88-86 or 88-84 or something like that. And so it was a close game. And I, I just think it 
Warriors would have won if Draymond would have showed up. So hopefully that he gets that back in the game. It's kind of, you know, Warriors already seem to take one or two games off in a series. So hopefully these are the only two games and now they can play the rest of the time and play strong. Because like I said, I have my money on them. I want them to win. And I need to bring home the bacon. So that's kind of what I got for this. I don't, I haven't really followed the, you know, projections for the draft and stuff like that. I know they've been doing a bunch of comments on that stuff. I think there's been some, not a ton of moves, but a little bit they've been, you know, talking. So I'll kind of wait on that, kind of wait till the other boys hopefully get back in the studio and they can kind of, we can talk it all through. And so we'll switch over to hockey. So kind of been watching and I watched Avalanche just completely destroy the Oilers, which everyone else in the studio has always said, Avalanche is going to win and all. And I had, I said, they are strong. Um, my teams, I thought from the East that were going to make it did not make it. Tampa Bay is trying to pull the upset against the Rangers. You know, the series is 2-2. I think Rangers got off to a hot start. Rangers goalie has been on fire this postseason, and he's, like, one of the best, I would say one of the best goalies in playing right now in the NHL, you know, in this postseason. And so, oh, I think it's been slowing down a little bit. I know ESPN, they kind of, one of their commentators, scored the both Tampa's and Rangers goalies about the same. Um... Trying to think of the player's name, Nikita for um, Lightning. I think even Stan, Steven Stamkos had made the comment of like when he's on and he's playing good, and you know they're good. So that's kind of the key is watching how he's playing. Um, also, Adam Fox for Rangers when he's off, off that's a big struggle that hurts. Hurts you know. Oh, the team really bad. And like he was, let's see, this little article. Rangers defenseman had his most pedestrian performance, I think is how that word is, um, of the playoff in game four. He was minus three on score sheet. He didn't register a shot attempt in 23 um, 44 on ice time. You know, so. He was he, he struggled. I think that you know when when you have your defense that starts to struggle, that puts a big strain on your goalie. So, well, I think kind of watch that. You know, if both of these teams are too good, that if your defense or goalie is struggling, like just one of those two things, it's not going to go good. You need everyone firing on Saint all cylinders at this point. You know, skating good and playing good defense and stuff. So, I think personally. Man, originally when I looked at this, I would have said Rangers. Now, watching what Lightning has been playing, I kind of lean towards Lightning. And so, I really don't know. I think both of the teams are really good. I've been impressed with Tampa making it this far. I did not see them. I mean, they were kind of getting hot towards the end of the season, but just overall the whole season, they weren't. But it's just one of those teams that just know how to play this postseason. So, I'd be really surprised if they don't make it to the finals. I think either one, though, I'm finally switching. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because the East is always hard, but I think Avs are taking it. Avalanche is going to take it all. So I finally am going with the boys. 
on this one and switching over. So that's kind of my opinions. I say we have game five tonight at eight. So I think it's seven o'clock right now that I have. So oh, we'll probably be turning that on here soon and watching that, seeing what highlights and stuff we got. Last thing we got on the dock list, even though it's already started, is golf. So this weekend is the RBC Canadian Open, I think it is. And and Caleb and I have put our picks in already. Uh, we were supposed to do a record yesterday, but I ended up uh, getting in late. So didn't get it recorded, but did post this morning our picks before kind of it got started or as it was getting started. And so my winner this week is Scotty Shuffler. He's back. So we're going to see if he can continue doing what he's been doing all year. He's been so strong that it'll be hard for him not to be a strong contender. But let me see why I'm pulling this up. So my top five guy is Sam Burns. Burns there was few people high on him to as a potential fate. Most of my guys, actually, that I picked this week were favored to win, and I guess maybe that's why I don't get as high of odds. Like, my top ten was Matt Fitzpatrick, and a lot of, like, three people that i seen was taking him to win, so I'm kind of surprised by that. Now, he did finish fairly well today. He's in second place, Matt Fitzpatrick is. Shuffler finished one under. That's tied for 26. So, oh. I also have Sam Burns, like I said, for top five, and he's sitting at tied for 10th at minus three, so not terrible. Uh, I have Chris Kirk for a top 20, and he he's tied for 26. And then Brandon Todd, top 20 as well, and we'll see where he's at. And every all the other four marked, but I did not mark Todd. He's tied for twenty six as well. So, uh, know there's some big controversy going on on in the golf world. There's like thirteen players that are potentially kicked out of like the PGA. I mean, there still has a chance at some of the major tournaments that are not hosted by like the PGA. I mean, it's kind of hosted by the PGA, but yet not. You know, it's kind of course discretion on whether they get to play. So, oh, there's kind of that big. Big talk and stuff going on with this this Saudi Arabia league, and it's basically just these golfers are wanting to make money. And like Ricky Fowler, who's considering it, I don't blame him. He's not. I mean, his best shot to you know do something fairly decent was I felt last weekend, and there's so many people high on him, and he didn't do anything. So I'm kind of like at this point, take the money if you can. I mean, and if that's really if you don't care about the you know what people are going to think about you going to that type of league. And, you know, if you're just not worried about, like, your PGA legacy and stuff like that, I would, you know, go. So it, it's just hard to turn down that much money. I mean, when you're talking, you're going to make – you'd have to win basically half of the tournaments for, like, five years in a row oh, to even compete with what they're just paying you just to kind of show up for the year. So and a multiple – probably multiple-year deal, but – you know, it's just kind of like a no-brainer if you don't care about the prestige of what the PGA is. So, now, we'll jump into Caleb's picks quick. His were Scotty Shuffler to win like me. He had top five. He has Brendan Todd, which, like we said, he's 26. Uh, he had 
Cameron Smith for top five. And then top ten was Tony Finau and Cameron Champ. So let's go back to the leaderboard and see if I can find some of these guys for him. Cameron Smith. Finau's tied for fifth, so that's looking good for his top ten opportunity. I mean, there's still a lot of golf to go, but... Looking for Smith or Champ. Problem is, it always seems like we have like one or two guys that end up not making the cut by the weekend. That might be these two, Smith and Camp. Champ is 109... So he's not looking very good. wonder if I miss Smith. Unless he played really bad. Let's go back up. Impressive to see McElroy all the way up to top five right now. I can't find Smith right now. So, yep, I think next weekend is the next major. So, we'll probably definitely do a separate show for that. That we kind of, majors are a little bit more important, at least for most golfers and most people. It's just kind of fun. I like to have fun putting money down and watching how it goes. You know, most of these, you know, like Caleb's Brendan Todd for top five is plus 1,400. So, if you had 10 bucks, you know, that wins you 140. So, it's kind of like one of those lottery ticket type things to kind of do that's fun. And if you enjoy like buying lottery tickets or if you just enjoy golf and want to make it a little bit more interesting and sweat out some players, there's, you know, definitely look at that. Uh, that's all I got for golf talk. So that's kind of, this is probably going to be a shorter episode. I'm, you know, trying to get about a half hour in on these at most, or at least just harder when it's just me talking about myself. I kind of got to try to go make a back and forth conversation on myself. So um, looking for sponsors to come on board to help us out, do a little bit more, have a little bit more equipment, uh, just get the studio set up a little bit nicer. So if you know of anyone that'd be interested, hit us up, amateurlife2.0 at gmail.com or just Devin Cavendish or message us on Facebook, Amateur Life page. It's just kind of our main page. It's kind of the main marketing or, yeah, the, the marketing company that basically hosts us, us the Sports Talk podcast. So uh, I'm going to be trying some other different little podcasts and stuff to hopefully get more listeners, more followers, hopefully for the sports. So if you have suggestions, drop it in the comments on YouTube. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram if you have some more ideas of what you want us to talk about. If you have people that, you know, would be interesting to listen to on, like, interviews and stuff like that, let us know. You know, we're always looking for different options, things like that. So be more than happy to reach out to people and see if they're wanting to do interviews and stuff. So be willing to chat with them. You know, I got the ability. We can call them up. They don't have to come in studio. So that's kind of nice. So other than that, I guess peace out till next time.